citizens of the verse today is march 31st 2952 and welcome to another episode of citizen cast we're a weekly star citizen podcast here to discuss what's going on in the game and its development i'm your host way too geeky uh unfortunately Chekhov is still struggling with a little bit of the rona so he's been coughing but we do have mr tried and true himself seagard olfson hello seagard hello so Seagard I found a uh, a character in a show. Seagard, oh yeah, Seagardson. Oh really? Is it Vikings? Yeah, it's Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's called the Valhalla. Valhalla. Oh, the new one. Yeah, it was a pretty good guess, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, what have you been up to in the verse this past week? You know, I did try to play a few times this week, and I had some success, uh, but I was getting a lot of crashes the last two days. Mm-hmm. Um, I had reset my character and uh, was generally able to, um, you know, log out on my ship. As long as I was next to the space station within, you know, 30 feet of the space station, mm-hmm. I can log out on my ship all day in the bunk and wake back up the next day. Oh, nice. Um, seamlessly, it's perfect. Um you know, cool. it was uh, very limited because I just kept crashing. Uh, yeah. But I did get on and, and uh, you know, I just forget how good looking this game is um, over over time. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other thing I've been doing is I've been fiddling with uh, joysticks a little bit. So, I, you know, I have a lot of different joysticks. Mm-hmm. The flight simming and also the Star Citizen. And uh, that's been interesting. Um, you know, one day if people want, we could do a comparison of the you know, the types, but, you know, cause I have the verbals and I have an older SA, a Satek X 52, which, you know, used to be hated, but my, I think mine are eight years old now and they work perfectly. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so I, I had a little bit of drift problem on the X 52, but you know, it's really old, but, uh, mm-hmm. replugged it back in and, uh, it's good to go again. So nice. Yeah. So I was kind of happy that, you know, it's been <clears> such a great, great set my family got me oh that's great yeah How about um you? i haven't been doing anything in the verse it's just been really busy i'm i'm, I'm struggling to, to find time um but i'm hoping to get some time in soon my also i have to say my shadow is not performing uh very well it was really bad last time i tried to play right um so it's been a little discouraging for me uh, well, we've had quite a bit happen uh, because we're recording on a Thursday this week. Thank you, Seagard, for um, accommodating my hectic schedule. That's what it is. Um, we've had, we have two ISCs to talk about. Uh, last week's um, gave us an origin story about um, the entire player experience team, so the thing that I feared <laughs> it was going to be, it ended up being. Um, uh, and, you know, they talked a lot about how the team sort of tries to approach the gameplay from the player's perspective and point of view and often plays with the players, um, but then translates that player experience into more of a dev language. So, yeah. Uh, and a lot of the people on that team came from the community itself. Um, yeah. And then uh, in terms, Oh my cat just made a really loud noise. Um, in the other <laughs> I way, heard it. <laughs> I was like, what was that? He, tr- he constantly tries to spill his water. It annoys <laughs> the hell out of me. Um, then we also got a sprint report, 
uh, we got to look at what the docking area is going to look like at August Dunlow uh, Spaceport. I don't know what I can't tell from it is if it, do you think it's, is it in the city proper, just like the normal spaceport or is it like an auxiliary up out of Atmo? Cause it's hard for me to tell, I guess, since it's a floating city. Yeah. I would say it's in the city. I mean, yeah. but you know, we still have the outstanding question. What's going to happen with all of us with uh, Port all right? I know. Maybe that's why they added the docking collar yeah. to that. I just can't, but I can't see Port Alisar going out without some kind of celebratory video, like a revisit of Port Alisar, because that was the first mm. thing we really did in the environment, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, even we could walk around Area 18, but the first space thing was from Port Alisar, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yep. And, uh, you know... It, it's it's been there a long time. It still looks pretty good, and you know, yeah, uh, some of the textures are a little event. out of date. But that's about it. I hope it's a really cool hero location, like really awesome, like a really cool space. Yeah, I, and, you know, I think. Oh, well, maybe you weren't on that call. I was talking with a couple guys, and we were saying that you know, if you look at kind of how mm-hmm. the jump points are located outside on you know the edge of the system, Stanton system. Uh-huh. Really, it does not make Crusader the hub of the system, right? I mean, yeah. Hurston is more the hub based on that model. It's in the middle of everything, and currently it acts as the hub. Um, I would be, you know, hard pressed to want to go to Crusader, other than to be near the belt around Yella um, and to mine on Yella or uh, Damar. Yeah. Um, and whatever's going into Port Alisar or going in at Crusader has to be enough to become the center of that solar system yeah. for, for political reasons and all the others. Right. Well, you so, know my feelings, because I, I probably said this a thousand times now, but I think, um, I think PO is going to become sort of like the hub of the, the wheel and spoke model. Hang on one second. I just got to close my door. Sorry about that. Luckily, like, I could definitely see. You know, I look at, like, um, uh, what is it? Um, what's the station around? Everest Harbor. And I look at the one around yeah. Area 18. Those stations are planetary size, right? They're really not that yeah. much bigger than the mining stations or just the you know the the ones that are floating out there you know yeah arc l1 or whatever um they're not significantly bigger nor do they offer significantly more um i really think that to be the center of things i think like port olisar would have to be expanded into something that is for bringing in shipments from outside the the system Mm-hmm. Right, like long haul ships are going to be coming to there to dock. Like there's huge number of docking collars and less numbers of pads, and you mm-hmm. know, um, and then that would allow the smaller ships, like the hull A, B, or C, you know, even the C's, to move between, you know, the within the solar system, 
uh, to like Microtech or to Area 18 and drop off significant loads. Uh, yeah. I just think there's, it, it probably should be something bigger in my mind. Yeah. I also think it'll be the travel. Um, I, I think it will be the place that, you know, like commercial flights yeah. tend to come um, to. Absolutely. Come to. Yeah. Uh, and then we also got to see the internal gray box for the Corsair looking very Drake. Uh, yep. We got final art for the Vulture, which has different paint schemes that they showed off, which looks really cool. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and then another look at additional um, work being done on the Reclaimer derelicts, including like overgrowth and sort of creating them into um, some of them into hab like. Um, locations and then a visual test of the salvage gun um, which sort of showed you melting the hole and you could see the insides of the hole and then it was sucking it up like a mining laser so pretty cool episode last yeah, week I what would, would you think that, actually. Um, you know if, at that level of again they said it was not the final version but if that's what it looked like in the final version I wouldn't be that upset with it I mean, yeah yeah I, I mean it's pretty solid um, I'm excited for the salvage stuff, and it looks like the Corsair is going to be awesome. Uh, not the well, yeah, the Corsair looks like it's going to be awesome, but the Vulture looks like it's going to be awesome. And I have a Vulture, and I can't wait till three eighteen. <laughs> um, this week I think was even more interesting. Um, at least half of the episode because we got a first look at a new ship, the Misk. Expanse, which is the long rumored. Um, it's been forever since they've talked about it. Uh, entry level refining ship, uh, and it carries eight saddlebags. Uh, six, it sounded like six, if I, if I recall correctly, six of the saddles can, or there's six refine different refining stations, so you could refine six different methods at, uh, at the same time. It sounded like that's cool. But, um, do, did you get a chance to see the, the Expanse yet? Did I you saw see the episode? episode. Yeah, 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 I did. And I, I thought it looked very, very good. Um, yeah, there's still very some misky. out there. Eight saddlebags is not that much. That's like a, you know, that's like a mole. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, you fill your eight saddlebags, you either got to get, we have to be able to download it to some other ship, mm-hmm. um, or you got to send it back. You got to drive it back, you know, fairly frequently. Um you know, the other item with it was that, you know, we're just on the call. I can't remember who was on the call brought it up. I think it was, I think it was Badger who said, you know, you all, maybe it was Skyguard, but anyway, you can't, you don't want to just sit out there for 24 hours and let your ship process ore. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make <clears throat> sense. Um, so there has to be some mechanism that we're missing on how this is going to work. I would imagine uh, there's two guesses. Well, I, I've it's sort of like a multitude of things. One, it all depends on how long it takes to refine, because it could, if it refines faster than a normal ship, which I think it does, or f- than the refinery stations, um, then I think um, that'll go a long way, and you could just drop the saddlebags and. You know, a transport ship could, you know, haul them. <clears throat> but, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, 
I would have a hard time finding a reason for why a ship, a single person ship, could refine faster than a station with multiple people walking around in fire suits or standing at attention. Because posing when I show up. <laughs> if you think about it, the fact that that maybe there's um maybe part of the timer isn't related to just the refining process itself, but also the wait time to get your materials refined, even though it starts immediately. But well, okay, I see what you're saying. You, it, it's not really. It doesn't take 24 hours. It's 24 hours, including the people in front of you. Yeah. Okay, you I know, can like see that. Because they, they have the longer wait times, too, they say, like yeah. when it's high traffic or whatever. So maybe that's how they'll facilitate it. No, maybe maybe not. Maybe it makes maybe it makes the most sense to refine while you're traveling to the destination. But I, I have a funny feeling they won't be like 24-hour turn like turnaround methods like the other one. Well, there was something interesting about the picture. They showed that back of the ship, so you have your saddlebags on each side. There's mm-hmm. four and four. And in the picture, they show that the prospector has gotten dropped two of its saddlebags. And they're at the back of the expanse. Yeah. And they're being, one of them is being brought up or at least look like connected. Looks like tractored. Yeah. On that tailpiece. Um, yeah. So I was wondering I wonder- about that. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's you you drop off a bag and pick up an, a full one or something. And, uh, you know, I don't know, but I wonder if it's that back part is how you, um, you get the actual material into the ship and then the front, the other ones are where, where the refined goods go into. That's kind of what I was thinking to be honest with you. Because none of the others, none of the four, you know, the two sides are missing any. Mm. Right. So it, I, I was thinking that the prospector will get its bags back almost immediately. Um, and yeah. maybe the bags that are actually on the sides are bigger. I didn't think to check that. But maybe they're bigger and they can hold more. Um, and maybe we don't know if the refined material... Um, Maybe uh, changes thing like maybe it right. changes in, in um, amount, so it's a smaller amount. That's true too. Gets rid of the ex- excess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Guess we'll see. I'm sure they'll answer that. Um, we don't. We'll get more details uh, apparently in a few weeks. So, um, looking forward to hearing more about that. Um. So uh, after the uh, the expanse um, preview that when I talked about it, um, they did give us a patch report. Uh, a few things that I think, um, you know, they they showed up. They talked about refueling, selling items, the partial implementation of Quanta. There were some changes to turrets uh, to make them not immediately move super fast, so people were won't get dizzy. <laughs> um, uh, there is uh, more clinic varieties at those space stations. We've got moist eyeball- eyeballs and, and face changes, mining gadgets, rivers, the whole A and the Scorpius. It sounds like, um, you know, while it sounds like a pretty small patch, um, it should be really good. Uh, yeah. And then 
Yeah. So any thoughts, anything, anything else come up in the episode that excited you? Or, and, and I, I guess thought, my first question is, the, you know, the extra stuff in medical play was good, right? I mean, they're fixing the single oh, shot. Yes. Yeah. The head was exciting. Right. Yep. Um, I can really see now where, you know, we haven't seen cutlass reds running around for a long time. We were using cutlass yeah. reds for everything and now we hardly use it. I think it might be an indication that we'll be able to use it again. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that was one item I thought was great. Um, I'm trying to think, um, the Quanta itself, yeah, I I think that is going to be an interesting. That could go. I mean, this could be like um, the time when they changed the control system, so you hovered like a helicopter, and mm-hmm. people were flipping over on their backs to crash and blow up. <laughs> I mean, this could go oh so wrong. Um, but it really it could be <clears throat> that you know it, it goes so many ways. I mean, I just I I think you know it could drive the the price of quantanium way through the roof. Yeah, um, which means that people will only hunt down quantanium, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, and it could flood the demand or flood the flood the market, which would lower the cost. And so there's those yeah. factors. Um, it also, to me, I worry that quant or quantanium, anytime it's it becomes that uh, volatile and could become worth more, it really makes it impractical to go get any of the other minerals. Right? Yeah. Uh, so I I worry about that. Um, if you know, for me, if quantanium is to be that you know that important. And it probably should also be that rare. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. I bet you it won't be as maybe they'll even change it from being volatile, you know, and 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 such because they might they might decide it's not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess we'll see how they handle it. Uh, you know, the other thing is the, <clears throat> the hospital at uh, Hurston, mm-hmm. Maria Sacred Heart. That'll be yeah. kind of nice to get that in place. Um, yep, yep, yep. And aren't they doing something with Hurston with clouds? The clouds, yes. Yeah, I can't so believe I, I forgot to mention that. Too. Um, and there's one. Oh, they also changed one sneaky little change that they mentioned um, is a refactor of weapon movement while you're moving, so it should oh, look yeah. more realistic. Yeah, and the rate of reload and things like yep. that. The animation is a little slower or faster in some cases. Yeah. Interesting. What you didn't hear about, you didn't hear anything about uh, um, uh, Microtech. What so do you mean? They talked Hurston. They talked Crusader. They talked. Um, no, I don't think they haven't talked much about uh, Grim Hex. Well, they did the history of lore of the Grim Hex the other day, right? Um, but what do you mean about Microtech? In just terms haven't of had anything patch. coming out for Microtech. Oh. Yeah. Right? It's been real quiet for about three months on Microtech. Yeah, nothing really major has happened. Has happened. I think what will be interesting is when they have the Expo Center at uh, Crusader. Yeah. Um, this year. Hopefully they can get it to be real smooth sailing. on Because uh, mm-hmm. I haven't been to Crusader since probably for a whole patch at least. Um, so I, I really like it. I just hate how long it takes me to get down there. And back up. Um, 
Cool. So, uh, and that, that was the last, uh, as, 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 uh, things go, that was the last, uh, show of the quarter, you know, they'll be back in typical, you know, two, three weeks. Right. Um, so hopefully we'll, uh, hopefully it'll move quickly. Uh, Jared's also going to, um, the UK. So uh, I'm that sure that's is, part uh, of this timing. That is actually part of the question of this for this. Week. I saw that. Yeah. Um, now Star Citizen Live last week, we got the EUPU team finally after the a little bit of a wait because um, of the situation in Ukraine. Um, and they talk, uh, I'm just going to go over some of the highlights from that episode. Uh, you know, they've been putting a lot of focus on the loot system, making sure that that's working well, obviously, because it's the, the groundwork for even more variety in the, in the verse and selling features or selling items. Uh, they, um, talked about refueling quite a bit in terms of like transfer times being somewhere in the 45 second region. Um, they talked about the fact that right as it currently stands, snubs won't be refueled by their ships yet, but they can be refueled, um, same way any, any other ship is, uh, fuel pods will be detachable. Uh, they did mention that they want to further flesh out mining gameplay to improve teamwork. Uh, they also, as part of the mining system, need to have improvements to scanning so that, you know, you can tell which actual um, mining attachment you're going to use or mining tool you're going to use. Uh, what else? They are still going to, they still are planning to have surface um mineral veins so that is still going to be a feature uh, they talked about life support and how it's it's going to definitely impact the size crew that you can have um they talked about the room system and how the cut, cutlass doors if, if the side doors opened then you would lose atmosphere um if you were in this base of course uh they talked about scrubbers being an, uh, something that will be important in the game as you can change it and, and improve the air uh, life support, in theory, can be deprioritized like any other thing, and uh, you could put more power to other um, ship systems. Uh, fire drops oxygen, they mentioned. Um, some items won't be able to be bought in-game and can only be found in loot crates, and they did say that hull breaches are still being planned. Um, so, you know, there will be potential for you to get sucked out into space. Um, so that was that some of the info that they went over. Anything jump out to you, Seaguard, from the conversation? There was. I just it blanked out of my head. Um, oh, it was. It, yeah, I, I kind of like the way they talked about, uh, you know, the fact that you could, you know, turn the Aurora into a clown car and stuff all your buddies in there. But. <laughs> you know, there isn't going to be a degraded ability to survive because of life support, right? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I thought, you know, I definitely still want to see those things. That's important to me. And um, and, and they're, um, and I won't even. I was going to say that you know they talked a little bit about <clears throat> how to you know how leaving a ship from a certain area will you know, uh, from an airlock will prevent decompression of the ship, right? Um, mm -hmm. I'm still wondering how they're going to retrofit that to different ships. Um, 
you know, the, the you know, some of these ships have big, big areas like the Constellation, right? I mean, they are huge cargo areas that are open. Um, you don't want to vent all that oxygen. I mean, that's mm -hmm. two thirds of the ship. Um, so how are they going to deal with that in the games and, and things like that? Um, I, I think, uh, I think that stuff interests me more. And I wish they would talk a little bit more about that for their, their plans. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they handle that for sure. Um, um oh, I, you know, I just, just as a observation, um, you know, on the star fair, right. They talked about this refueling system and they showed us great pictures of the boom arm and there's some controls mm -hmm. out there on the back and, and uh, clearly you can do business from within the ship, but they didn't show us anything about the inside of the ship. Do you, do you mm. feel that there's any changes we're going to see? Are we going to see, you know, lighting panels that you can control, turn off, turn on, like on the MSR? Do you think we're going to see doors that you can lock? Um, or do you even think there's going to be something more radical than that, a partial redesign of the interior? For which ship? For the Starfarer. Oh, they Since did it's mention. central to the refueling, right? They I mean, did mention the change but they didn't say what changes they there is going to be interior layout changes yeah i'm just wondering if we're going to see them this game or this release no they said that won't be in this release okay because this is the oldest of the large ships yeah it was the first they had to create a whole pad for it i remember yeah, yeah. i think it launched right when i started playing or close to it yeah. um very cool um now uh, what was I going to say? I, I thought it was really good too. I'm glad to hear that some of these things are still being planned, like life support or um, like hull breaches and um, right. trying to create more teamwork with mining and, um, you know, the mineral vein stuff is really cool too. Uh, I've always think about that stuff. So you know, we, it was a good episode. Times we talked about that, you know, should we be looking for any geographical features that tell us where certain minerals are? Yeah, volcanoes or old dried up riverbeds, right? I mean, well, it keeps it keeps me interested because I'm like, you know, once again, I don't necessarily intend on being the miner most of the time. No, I'm the one great. who helps the miner find yes the mineral. Yeah, um, so it'll be really cool when we start to see some of those things. Um. This week, ISC is going to be Chekhov's least favorite style. It's a game dev episode with Jeremiah Lee. <laughs> so uh, at least it's Jeremiah Lee because he's fun and he, they have good banter. Uh, they didn't say what they're going to actually do on the episode. But um, yeah, so that's the content this week. I would imagine it sounds like they're going to have a break in terms of the uh, Star Citizen lives as well. Um because they never used to do that, but now it seems like they are. And I'm sure part of it is also fueled by the fact that Jared's likely going to be moving during that break. Well, that's um, kind of uh, I mean, that is the reason I asked that question. Is there any significance to that? Yeah. Clearly, Squadron 42 is going to get a little bit of focus here. Yeah. And I would yeah. think that it's to push it out the door. Yeah. Uh, to get it ready for They would want to start, you know, they, they brought in a partner, you know, what, two years ago for 45 million and that for the marketing be, of the game too for the marketing that's, of the that's game. what that investment was for well so if jared wonder, the marketer is going there that's got to be something 
Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, that's that's my exact thought. So I'll be interested what others think. Um, I think we're going to see some pretty cool videos coming up. I uh, bet you it's the focus of CitizenCon this yeah. year. Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, um, we did get a mini roadmap roundup, nothing insane. Uh, so the progress tracker had an addition to it. It's called uh, Checkpoint slash Skip Point Tool, the creation of an editor tool as part of the Subsumption Visualizer, which allows the creation of files defining setups for specific checkpoints, such as spawned entities, their positions, and loadouts. This is being added to the Squadron 42 feature team's schedule. Um, And then on the release view, they've added some a minor addition to the release view interface to the to benefit players who might be unaware of their patch release cadence. They've added a column for each quarter's release for the remainder of the year. As previously communicated, they'll add feature cards to the columns when they get closer to the respective quarter. Um, the following deliverables passed, or following deliverable passed its final review and has been updated, um, which is the MISC Hull A. Yay! <laughs> Um, and they did also state that they wanted to confirm that RSI Scorpius is on track to release in a subsequent 3.17.x patch. So it sounds like the whole A is going to be in this patch. Yeah, that's um, what I think. I'm sure it is. I'm sure you can't wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. Um, it should be pretty cool. So that's um, the roadmap roundup. One thing I did see on Twitter that I think is really awesome is they mentioned that they had a turbulent sort of Montreal town hall. I think Sandy is the one who posted this on Twitter. And what she said is to talk about pre-popular, to be able to create, um, um, why can I think of the term all of a sudden? Procedural interiors so they can populate other areas of the city, cities. Um, so I guess that's a, a thing that they're working on. So it sounds like they can, you know, potentially pre-populate a lot more of the locations with some procedural tools, which will be great. It might make, you know, area 16 and, um, you know, area 17 uh, useful for people uh, and things like that. Um, And probably for missions and and other such uh, needs. So that's really cool. Um, In other news, 317 is in the PTU, um, not Evocati anymore. So it's wider release. I think it's still um, uh, concierge and subscribers, um, but it's exciting. So now the the content drought for Evocati members is lifted, and they can talk about all the cool stuff they're doing. Uh, so super exciting. I hope the patch gets to us quickly. I am not going to. Um, I am not going to play the PTU. I'm going to wait for PU. I'm pulling a U secret. Yeah. Um, I was going to go in and I thought about it. And I said, yeah, I'll wait. Yeah. I, It'll come in good time. I'm curious to see if there's anything hidden, you know, like if there is some sort of, um, uh, you know, dynamic mission or something that they haven't told us about. I hope so, but we'll see. Uh, so tips and tricks time. Uh, first one comes to us from Cthulhu's Disciple, a.k.a. Bloody Badger. And he said, if you desync with a player and are unable to loot their medgun, try shooting them in the foot 
it worked on Hamer when I was unable to get his med gun off of his body slash corpse to heal him. As a plus, I got to shoot Hamer. Uh, so, yeah. um, who doesn't love shooting Hamer? <laughs> uh, and then Canuck gave us quite a few tips and tricks. He said, if you log into the game and within the first three or four minutes, you trip and fall, log out and come back because your character is likely going to trip and fall all over the place for your whole play session. This is like the thruster imbalance issue that won't go away until you log off, no matter if your ship is repaired or not. Uh, He also said, if you're in microtech space and you get a mission to Walla to any place that ends in one, two, three, do not quantum uh, jump there uh, and drop the mission. It's bugged and you will go into the infinite QT bug. This is something that from my experience happens the most in microtech. He also said, if you get stuck in the infinite QT bug, you can't drop out of quantum travel and most, most people just log out. This can really be a loss if you were hauling 200k of cargo or have a ship with lots of personal items stored on it because by logging out, you often have to reclaim your ship. Instead, try this. If you have a ship with a bed, get out of the seat, lie down, and log out in the bed. When you log back in, you should come back in your ship bed in space, ship and cargo intact, and no longer in quantum travel. You can then simply play as normal. It usually works, and I've tried it quite a few times because I can repeat the quantum travel bug on purpose when I, when I see it will happen. Um, okay. Well, so- sounds like you're trying to be a QA. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... His last pointer, he said, a few weeks ago, I said you could wake up a Reliant Sin that has locked you out of the cockpit upon login. Well, since a week ago, that no longer works. I don't know what might have changed, but what once worked every time now no longer works. works. So effectively, you can no longer log out of any of the Reliance at all. I will test once 317 comes in to see if it changes again. Uh, So that's the... uh, those are the tips and tricks. Uh, thank you, Canuck, and uh, of course, Bloody Badger as well. Any tips or tricks from you, Mister Seaguard? Um, not really. I just haven't yeah. been able to play that much, um, even though I tried this week. Okay, I really needed to play, and it just wasn't working out because of the uh, crashes. Yeah. I do not have any myself. Uh, And that brings us to everyone's favorite segment. So it's time for science where we test out phenomena in the game and, uh, you know, report back. Uh, So this week, uh, Mark three generic said, for totally sane reasons, I've been listening to all in-game sound assets. There's a disturbing amount of suffocation going on in there. <laughs> uh, and then Canuck um, reported in, my four science results are in the tips and tricks for the infinite QT bug. I tried a bunch of things and can... no uh, and can trigger the bug pretty easily. So it gave me a chance to try a few things uh, to figure out 
uh, for a, a workaround that seems to do the trick most of the time if you get stuck in it, provided you have a ship with a bed. Uh, so thank you, Kanek. For those who didn't listen to me, us the last time, you could rewind about, mm, I'd say, five minutes, not even, and, and hear Kanek's uh, tips and tricks. So if you checked out then, he uh, provides pretty detailed insight there. Uh, and that, uh, anything for science, Seaguard? No, even less than, uh, <laughs> even less than I was going to say tips and tricks. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have a lot to test out once, um, once yeah. 317 is live. Cause we can talk about, you know, um, quanta and see if, see if we see, notice a difference. We might want to even get some spreadsheets going for that. Um, that brings us to Seaguard's question. So Seaguard asked last week, uh, various ships have different types of landing gear, skids, wheels, etc. but all can hover. What capabilities uh, would you like to see each type have to differentiate their gameplay styles? So Skyguard said, I would like to see ships with dedicated hover mode animations, Cutlass, Prospector, Constellation, Hercules, etc., be more stable at different angles while hovering, as opposed to ships that are relying on maneuvering thrusters to stay aloft in a gravity well and are basically flying like bricks. Um, to which I also let him know we used to have a dedicated hover mode, uh, which he didn't realize, and he was wondering why we got rid of it, and it was obviously because what you had mentioned earlier, the hover and flip and or the I can't even get this puppy in a um, hanger. <laughs> yeah. um, so we talked about that a little bit. Uh, Skyguard did ask, uh, also ask, like, didn't that have have a problem? Don't we still have a problem with wind? Like, you know, yeah. uh, all of a sudden your carrick will fly away kind of thing. Um, let's see. Sorry, there's a lot of commentary, and I didn't remove it out. Um, Are you losing my mind? Said, in real life, helicopters use landing wheels for being moved around when not in operation. It's how they rearrange hangers, load them onto transports, and pull them out for maintenance. Uh, So even if they're never actually used, wheels are a realistic asset to model. Uh, since we don't really have helicopters, I personally really hope they allow vehicles with landing gear to uh, have a rolling takeoff landing on, yeah. on planets to reduce fuel consumption. I, I have a feeling that's what it'll help with. That's um, what I think. And if you know, using the lifting services, yeah, I, I would hope that you can lift more. Yeah, right. and that that is something helicopters do do when they they. You do said do do. They do do. I did do do. That's a <laughs> that's a procedure they do use is to taxi, but mm-hmm. also to do a running takeoff where they build up speed, lift up on their nose wheel to give the propellers more of a ability to pull them forward with their lifting surface, and then uh, build up their speed. So, um, I, I thought you know maybe that's another way to bring cargo down, right? Um, you're bringing down a heavier load and you can't quite hover with it, but you could potentially land it. Yeah. Uh, I, knowing what I know about the, you know, the, the human carrier, I can't think what it's called, the, the big carrier, Bengal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know they have retaliate or they have, yeah, retaliators in those. 
Yeah. Um, so potentially, you know, a ship like a warden could fit on it pretty easily. Um, so yeah. certainly a hornet could be on there. And I thought, you know, is there some advantage to a carrier having skids? Does it allow them to be launched down some kind of chute for a more rapid exit? I have um, a feeling, versus, yes. You know, versus a ground ship, maybe like the uh, the warden, um, you know, being specifically for ground use, has wheels to land on a on a surface that's more of a runway style. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of disadvantages to wheels too, because they they're they're presumably not solid, so they yeah. have to do they do have to you know withstand ch- pressure changes, but it mm-hmm. is sci-fi, so okay, yeah, that's my. I was just thinking, you know, what 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 are the big differentiators between like Aegis versus Anvil? Yeah, and uh, yeah, the Hornets exactly. are they appear to be carrier based, so it is the Gladius. Um, uh, the, you know, you have the Gladiator, and all them appear to be glad or uh, carrier-based ships. Um, carrier-based aircraft generally have tougher landing gear. They're more able to slam onto the deck of a carrier, and they can be catapulted off with a hook and all those things that an Air Force aircraft can't do. Yeah. All right. Um, so I was just, I was thinking, you know, how are they going to, other than artistic appeal, what is their 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 ability going to be? Yeah, I hope there is some differentiation. Yeah, I would think there will be. Uh, Canuck twenty ninety nine said, "As of now, I think the landing gear for ships is purely aesthetic choice by the designers." That said, if they do decide to make us use wheels on certain ships, I can see moving them around a pad or a carrier when they're powered down as potential use. Much like what are you losing my mind? Said an above post. And then Mark Three Generic said, "I hope the main differentiator will be the timings to get ship a ship stored retrieved faster when it has higher mobility once landed, and maintenance costs. Maintenance costs higher mobility, more preventive maintenance required." Um, okay, cool stuff. Great responses, everybody. And now we come to the questions for us. Um, are you losing my mind? Says. What are you hoping will be in 318 beyond what's already listed? Um, I'm wondering if he's actually asking 318 or 317. Well, one, Seaguard, are you hoping for any secret surprises in 317? And then also, what are you hoping is in 318? I'm definitely looking for tractor beams on ships. Yeah. That is one thing I think will be useful. Um, I, um, I would also like to see um, what is the not trade wars. What is it called? Um, oh, uh, you're talking about uh, Jump Town. Yeah, I would like to see the Jump Town and other ground-based facilities have other ways of entering them. Yeah. Right now, you're kind of limited to holding a door and defending the Jump Town facility, and either being gracious. Or fighting the world, right? Yeah. But once you're inside, they ain't getting in. If you don't want to, you can just shut down the whole event for the night. You just yeah. sit there. Um, you know, it, it's it is ridiculous in that regard. Um, so I hope they have trap doors or ways to come in from underneath or loose tiles, something, right? Well, you know, um, it'll be interesting. What's that? Is when they physicalize 
some of the stuff. So like maybe you could power the building down, forcing people to come out or you oh, disable the too, life yeah. system. You disable the life support system in the building. Yeah. So they have to, good. they have to do something or the, the, the scrapyard is like, you know, this where they do the scrapyard, that would be a much better style of facility to do it with. Right. It's got an open terminal area. Yeah. You got all sorts of mountains of heat to crawl around behind and, snipe over um i think that could be a lot of fun um uh, the other one is to maybe make it um occasionally a no-fly area there's something yeah. that prevents you from flying um so you got to take vehicles in or going down the foot yeah uh, that would be interesting um i guess and beyond that i would say that um so we, i said that uh, i would like that changed i would like tractor beams on ships um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. That that's kind of the big ones. That's kind of the okay. big ones. Okay. Um. What about I you? I personally hope. Um. Hopefully, three seventeen. Uh, we'll see a little bit better. Um, changes like more improvements to the commodities timers too. Um, because. It really isn't that fun to cargo haul. Um, and I get it like, you know, it, it, it might be a little broken if it's too easy, but I, I'm looking forward to maybe some variability in that. So hopefully they'll implement more and more quanta every patch that will help with the commodities being a little bit more dynamic than the way they are currently. I Yeah, I... I... Uh, you know, I would almost describe it almost describe it as transportation is a is a process right now, but mm-hmm. it is not a career. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. I agree. It's something you can do, something you can make money, but it doesn't feel like there's any reason. It's not it doesn't feel complex, dynamic, engaging right. yet. Right, and. And I will say Quanta is going to help that in more than one way because your chance of being ambushed by pirates will will fluctuate eventually. So, Right. Uh, Canuck fired off four of his trusty questions. Uh, first one is, with the first look at sal- the salvage gun beam and its effect, are you worried that people are going to start vandalizing other play- people's ships if vandalizing other ships is a crime? Uh, drawing obscene words and images on their own question mark. Are you worried about vandalization? Well, I think it's going to happen, but you know, he's got a point about, you know, writing penis or something on someone's ship. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, yeah. Something silly like that. Someone's going to do something stupid. Uh, but I think the vast majority of the people will use it in the correct manner. And, and I do think vandalism in and of itself is not necessarily a bad thing. People are cutting catalytic converters off the bottom of cars nowadays. So it's not unreasonable to think that type of stuff would happen. Yeah. Especially if your ship is all beat up. Right. But uh, yeah, I would also think you should be able to go down and see which one was repaired in the last three hours. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, I'm not too worried about it myself. I think it'll be fine. You know, it's sort of like other things, like even people jumping on your ship. It's the same kind of thing. Um, 
you know, if you're safe, you might not even have your ship in a spot where it will be vandalized. Right. Um, let's see. Next question. If you were on the quality control team, what current bug would you report to CIG for immediate attention? What would it be, Seeger? Oh, let's see. Um, I would, I would want to, I would want to have the ability, you know, to fall through the planet when you log off and try to mm-hmm. come back into the game from in your bed. Mm-hmm. I would want that fixed. I really want the wind is blowing my ship thing gone because that drives me absolutely crazy. <laughs> um. A lot of time was spent talking about life support, interior ship atmospheres, and this idea that people could suck the O2 out of a room or exhaust it to space, etc. Why do you think so much effort is being put into a mechanic that, for the most part, can easily be countered by simply wearing a helmet while boarding or working on a ship? Um, follow up. If there is a real and constant danger of your ship atmosphere escaping on purpose or by accident, Will that make you more hesitant to remove your spacesuit and helmet while in a large ship? Um, why do you think they're spending so much time on this, Seaguard? I think it's a it's a reality, right? Space is a is a is a dangerous place, mm-hmm. and I think that um, you know these are you know in some cases they have you know armored bulkheads and stuff, but pretty much these don't seem to be like bulletproof ships, so. Mm-hmm. I do think there needs to be that mechanic that says I have to repair my ship to survive. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I would like to see, like, I want to see, I also want to be able to recover ships, right? Ships that yeah. have been abandoned. Um, I don't want to just yeah. be able to hop in, start them up and fly them away. I want the, I want to be able to maybe patch them up and take them to a place where I can, you know, even if I just get, you know, my myself in the ship and it powers up, yeah. I don't mind a hole or two, right? If I'm going to go just an hour, um, my oxygen should be fine. But yeah, uh, I think the survival mechanic is something that's important and the management of, of your systems in your ships that make them more plausible mm-hmm. is something that just in, brings you more into the game. Um, what do you call it? Uh, Immersive. Immersive, yeah. Yeah. Right. 100%. And I would also say there are potentially other reasons to vent the ship rather than just, you know, deflecting poorly planned borders. You know, um, one one is to stop fire from spreading uh, if you can't get to the extinguisher quickly enough. The other is I would... I would imagine, and this could be my guess, but it makes me think of the expanse, not the ship, the the show, and or book. You know, when there when there is a larger ship expecting to be in a combat scenario, they vent the ship so that um, fire uh, to prevent fire and to also prevent um, the hull from like the quick depressurization. Um, and, and that causing a lot of problems. So like, you know, so that you don't bl- blow a big hole in your ship from the, the rapid depressurization. So that is potentially another reason why you might want to do that. Good point. Um, and I don't know if they'll go into that level of detail, but I wouldn't be shocked either way. Um, you know, I personally, uh, will probably not 
wear a helmet on my Carrick unless I anticipate combat or being in a dangerous area. Um, but that's just me. I, what about- I actually want to be, I want to, I want it to be an advantage to not have your uniform on or to not have your suit on, or at least have a thin, loose suit on with, you know, even one of those plastic emergency bags. Yeah. <laughs> for your head. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, missions <clears throat> as they get tougher, it's going to be interesting to show up at a site. I actually, I look forward to it and I dread it that I'm going to have to come out of your Carrick, walk down to one of those lockers, pull out a suit, then one walk to one of the space locks, put on something that's for cold weather or warm weather, mm-hmm. weather, and then you know head out the airlock and try to go into you know get one of the speeders or something whatever we're going to have in the back, mm-hmm. and then travel a distance right. Um, I do want it to be something that you're you have to be conscious of, um, as opposed to saying, "Hey, I jump out of my seat and I'm instantly outside and I'm ready to go." Yeah, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it doesn't work that way in the army. It never did. I mean, it looks so cool in the movies, but anyone who's been in the army knows that when you're running with that that weapon and you think you're, you know, you think you would look the coolest, like in this moment, this is your movie moment. Mm-hmm. It's the most awkward freaking thing in the world, and you feel like such a dork. Yeah. Teens are bouncing everywhere. Ammo's falling out of your pockets. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I think that these things in the game, I think there should be a real reward for being able to play well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, uh, next next question by um, Mr. Um, Canuck. He said, in 317, item rarity is a thing. But they said two things that made me happy. One, they said rarity is more a question of regional com- commonality as opposed to typical gear tiering in other MMOs. And two, they said that they were not going to identify items as being common, uncommon, or rare with either colors or tags. I'm very happy with this news and the decision to not have a labeling system in place for items, since to me it would make no sense. What are your thoughts on the whole matter around this issue? What do you think? I think it's great. I think it's. A, I think he's absolutely on it. I mean, you know, when you pick something up that you just found, you don't, you know, you don't know the value of it until you yeah. look at it a little bit, right? Oh, I found money on the ground. It's a one dollar yeah. bill. Oh, it's a one dollar bill around a twenty dollar bill. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Right. Space Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, uh, you could have the coolest knife in the in the world, and it just might be great. Also, it could be a piece of junk that falls apart first time you use it. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I am. I feel the same way. One, the regional commonality is great. Like you don't, you want to reward people with something unique and different, and maybe cool looking, but not not like make it oh well this is a better piece of armor you know that's right. just stupid yeah um and same thing like with the um i like the fact that um uh, what was i saying oh that that there won't hopefully won't be an identity system that i think is is great because it it, it does seem weird unless right. unless your moby glasses is, is 
you know, able to identify how common something is and which point you'll know when you go to try and sell it, you know, right. that's where, where you'll get the, the hint. Uh, Tukey 2D said, half question, half experience. Hope that's okay. Definitely okay, Tukey. We like any, any submissions. Um, recently, a hammerhead showed up over Hurston Security Outpost 1 and uh, defended all criminals who were looking to clear their crime stat. As a bounty hunter, I had to run about 250 meters on foot while dodging behind rocks from the hammerhead fire in order to get my bounties. The thrusters of an incoming M2 dodging hammerhead missiles knocked me off my feet. This was the best dynamic event I've ever experienced in game. Like it. Uh, what type of events have you all experienced, which could only really happen in Star Citizen? And how would you go about increasing the incentive for players to come together and create dynamic events? You know, uh, it, it's always interesting when we do crew play. Um I always, I think that's my most fun. Maybe not on the same ship only, but when we do stuff as a group and the banter that goes back and forth mm-hmm. um, is always my best. And I, I think the one when we did, um, <laughs> we were trying to go in and drop off a mining crew, um, and we had the Crusaders, and we somehow we lost the ship or something. And we had to bring in some other ships and. I ended up, I think, with Nick um, in the back of my Taurus using his rock, and he's out there, and we're all chatting on the intercom systems, and mm-hmm. and I, I think that was just fantastic. I mean, it was a great time. I mean, I, all I did was move my ship around and drop him off and find new spots, but yeah, we were part of something bigger, and we had to go through trials and tribulations to get it to go. Um, it just didn't come together right off the bat, right? It was, yeah. The plan <laughs> fell apart immediately, and we still had fun <laughs> completing it. <clears throat> yeah, I really like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, next, would you like to see a criminal-only beacon go out to create incentives for criminals coming together? Yeah, agreed. I think you know anything. Anything the, in fact, anything that the police are going to have, the criminals will have, and anything the military has the police probably won't have, and the criminals probably will be able to get too. Right. Yeah. I would also like to see criminals have different Moby Glass apps that look sort of like bootleg or, or sort of like a, yeah. you know, a shadow network or something, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot. I didn't actually answer the last question. Yeah. What, what have I done? Uh, yeah, I think it's very similar. Like, Mining operations um, where we might have, it's always fun. Like when we're, I really liked sort of having people who were scanning people who were flying to, to mine and then having someone flying defense. Um, I would say the most dynamic thing that happened to me one time was while I was cargo hauling was back in the reed days many many moons ago now it feels like um i was cargo hauling and I, there was something that you could only get at tram and myers and tram and myers didn't have doesn't have a um a um armistice zone so i flew in and immediately got ambushed by a bunch of people playing pirate and 
um, everyone who was on the server dropped everything to come rescue me and or um, avenge me. <laughs> and it became, it just became this back and forth battle. It was also when there was a, a little bit of an issue with the um, EMP working properly. So they kept hitting us with EMPs and dropping large ships like even a hammerhead out of the sky. So we had a half crude hammerhead explode because <laughs> um, it dropped out of the sky. Uh, so that was really fun. So anything to try and create that type of gameplay would be amazing. Even um, well, I tell you one that people could try on their own, and we did this. I think it was was it Loon that was flying the MSR, and you and I were gunners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Not, and yeah, that was that was an absolute blast. We did that for about an hour. Or so it was Loon, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, I think so it was Loon. Loon is an extremely good pilot, and he he took the. You should try this. Get a really good pilot, put him in the MSR, give him two gunners, and then sit at some point and have him quantum in. Um, and as he comes out, game's on. Now, we did it near the asteroid belt in uh, near Yella. Uh -huh. and I oh, think we, we were trying to shoot Loon down. He wasn't flying our ship. Who was flying our ship? Um, Nick, I thought. No, 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 no. Or Snorkel. Not snorkel. snorkel. No. Oh, it was. Um. Oh, I know who it was, and I can't remember. It's like the tip of my tongue now. I'm like looking in the Discord at that player. Yeah. Name. So, <laughs> so anyway, he, he was fantastic, and I'm telling you, we were trying to shoot stuff from the turrets, and the fighters are coming in. It was like something out of a movie, yeah, like Star Wars, and he is coming so close to asteroids. All you'd see is just like the side of a rock just go by your your turret. <laughs> It yeah. was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> we that did that for really probably 45 fun. minutes. Um, they didn't hurt us significantly, and I don't think we shot any of them down, but uh, people did crash into rocks. I mean, it was it was a hoot. Um, truly, truly, that was a great night, too. Yeah, that was extremely fun. I, I <clears throat> That was when I was like, you know what? This really does feel like the Millennium Falcon. Like, they did a a good job making it like, you know, in essence feel that way, but not, not look so much like it. Um, right. You know, it really gave that, that vibe. Um, okay. I couldn't find who it was. Uh, but it's error, 404 error. Uh, I just can't think of his other name. Um, oh, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah. Doesn't matter. Um, He's a hero. Uh, anyway. Uh, uh, and then last, is Star Citizen at the mercy of criminals to disrupt the current loops in order to create unscripted dynamic content? Or are there other ways? I think there's other ways. Yeah. <clears throat> I think there's other ways. I mean, just the fact that price fluctuations can be fairly quick. Um, yeah. You know, that piece right there could lead to you know, someone controlling a group of transports that are buying in advance and just waiting for a situation to sell. Right? Yeah. You pick up, pick an out, pick an item, get a bunch of it, wait for the sale to hit, and then dump it at a great price. Um, yeah. You know, I think there's things like that. I also think that um, rescue missions are a big deal. Mm-hmm. I think more and more. Uh, you know, I especially as they get the ship damage down to the point where 
not all ships just detonate into little sparkly bits. Yeah. You have an, you know, an active ship that has some oxygen or has maintained some integrity. You're going to be able to not only rescue, but maybe even recover or salvage that ship. Um, Yeah. I think that stuff's going to drive a lot of it. Yeah. Well, and it's like, um, you know, I could see interesting things happening with like, um, you know, maybe you have sensitive data on your ship and you need to um, hop on a escape pod to get away from the pirates. But at the same time, <clears throat> so you're taking, you know, data from the server and hopping in the escape pod, but maybe the rest of the ship fights um, the, the border, the borders or, um, it's sort of like that, that satellite blade mission where it had the two, the, you know, the counter mission, like those things will, will be really awesome Yeah, it, when they build more, more and more counter missions and sort of interactability. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think they're, they're not necessarily at the mercy of criminals to disrupt current loops, but I think like especially with the mission chains they can use that as a as a way to create more uh interplay in my opinion uh okay so those are all the questions uh seaguard we didn't ask your question of the week can you uh enlighten everybody yeah this one's a little different some of you've already read it i'm sure but uh so (coughs) here's the deal do you think that Jared's relocation to England, along with Chris and many others, gives us any clues of the pending release of Squadron 42? I personally do. I think I think we're going to see a shift here soon. Yeah, I 100%. Um, I 100% agree. So we shall see how that turns out and what everyone else thinks. Uh, let's see. So, uh, that concludes all the questions. If you want to answer Seaguard's question, if you have questions for us, any content you want to submit to the show, you can submit it by emailing us at readcastsc at gmail.com. We do have a Twitter handle. You could DM. I apologize. I haven't been very active with that. It's at citizencastsc. You could submit a message through anchor on our citizencast discord or you can always text or leave a voicemail in our Google voice number, which is 646-783-8154. If you're looking for a crew, looking for an org, or just looking to find people to play with and chat with in between your solo sessions, take a look at the Parlay House. Uh, Seaguard created it uh, during the fall of Reed, and it is a awesome neutral zone where players of all types can socialize and be safe. Um, we, we, we don't call it the fall of Reed. We call it the <laughs> Hamar incident. <laughs> oh, goodness. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, you know, we do have friends of the show who are fellow content creators. Don't forget to watch uh, Earth's videos and Snorkel's videos on YouTube. Um, as well as listen to the music that Admiral Cody and Calibri have created. It's amazing, including 
music found on the episode. Yeah. Uh, links for all that stuff can be found in the show notes. And that, dear friends, wraps up another episode of Citizen Cast. Thank you, fellow citizens, for listening. We'll see you next week. In honor of Jacob, we will talk during the extra. Extra. I mean, a lot of people like when we talk through it. <laughs> I've gotten mostly positive feedback from that. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I don't know why. I guess it's maybe iconic. Maybe it's because we don't really talk about anything and we try to figure out what we're going to talk about. Yeah, that's true. I was actually thinking, uh, here's a good one. I was thinking, uh, you know, the ships, a little gravelette ships now, the, the butterfly and the new one they have out there. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if not using your shield or not having any shield is going to make it better and more stealthy when operating now that they're reducing their signatures. I know. I don't know. No weapons and no shields is going to be an edge. Yeah. Maybe that's the point. I, first. I haven't flown that new one. Have you? Yeah, it flew nice. It flew nice and it fit right in the back of the Drake Cutlass. It looks I great. Still, I still got 20... Yeah, I still got 30-something cargo in the back of it. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it fits right up against the doors nice and neat. You fit up against the doors nice and neat.